This is the Jump Car Planet Podcast, Episode 6 for November 15th, 2023. The 2024 DCI schedule is released. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Episode 6 of the Drumcore Planet Podcast. My name is Kevin Gammon, the Managing News Editor of DrumcorePlanet.com, the only independent news and discussion source on the Internet for the Drumcore activity. And once again, this is the Drumcore Planet Podcast. I release a show every Wednesday evening and talk about the latest news and events in the Drumcore activity. This week, we do have some big announcements, including... The 2024 DCI schedule, which DCI released earlier today. But before we get to that, let's talk about how you can contact us. If you have news you would like to submit for posting on Drum Corps Planet and subsequently announced on this show, please email press at dcpnews.com. If you have commentary about the news that you read on Drum Corps Planet or hear on this podcast, please email editor at dcpnews.com. You also have the option to call and leave a voicemail, which I will then play on the show, as long as it's not, you know, ugh, you know, you know what I mean. We're not, we're not Jump Corps. No, I'm not going to say that. Um, but please call 330-249-1956. Leave a message up to two minutes long with your thoughts, and again, I will play it on the show. We begin with our featured news article of the week. This comes from Mike Scott and the Canton Bluecoats, and we thank them for submitting this to our website. Today, Bluecoats and Enrichment jointly announced the launch of a $1.75 million capital campaign and their plans to build an education center in downtown Canton dedicated to the educational programs of Enrichment. The building which will occupy the space of the former Ziegler Tire Building at Market Avenue and 9th Street, will be renovated and expanded to include music and dance rehearsal spaces, several classrooms and practice rooms, a sensory room for students with special needs, and offices and administrative space for enrichment. Founded in 2012 by Betty Smith, Enrichment provides free music and arts education to any student that signs up. Known throughout Stark County for its drumline, the organization also features dance, theater, music, and art programs, as well as important leadership and life skills classes, including cooking, gardening, and nutrition. The program predominantly serves black and brown students and reaches hundreds of students from under-resourced communities each year. Until now, enrichment's classes and programs have made do with limited space, often in locations that aren't purpose-built for such specialized programs as music ensemble rehearsals, dance, cooking, and private lessons. For the last 18 months, the Bluecoats, Enrichment, and Arts in Stark organizations have together been exploring a variety of sites and options for this new project. It became clear that the recently vacated Ziegler Tire Building at 901 Market Avenue North in Canton was the perfect place following a site visit and a review on the plans for Arts in Stark Park. Together, the new park and enrichment education center will occupy the entire block of 9th Street, becoming a connector between downtown Canton and the cultural center for the Arts and Civic Center campus. The project will be led by the founder and owner of Javasi Vineyard, 
Ted Swaldo, who continues his longtime service at Bluecoats as Director Emeritus on the Board of Directors. Enrichment Executive Director Betty Smith had this to say, This building and the affiliation with Bluecoats is a blessing to Enrichment and the youth we serve. This would not have happened without many years of our friendship and partnership with Bluecoats and the leadership of Ted Swaldo. Five years ago, I prayed for a new facility that would house all of our programs, have one floor and lots of windows. God heard me, and I am grateful. Last month, the Bluecoats and Enrichment organizations announced that they had completed a strategic restructuring. The Enrichment organization is now an affiliate of Bluecoats and has access to the infrastructure and resources that the Bluecoats organization has built during its 50-year history. The organizations now also share affiliated director seats on their respective boards, and Betty Smith is now on the executive team at Bluecoats in her role as executive director in Enrichment. Mike Scott, CEO, Bluecoats, and Genevieve Geisler, CFO and COO, Bluecoats, are now principal officers of Enrichment. Our affiliation has made this capital project possible, and together the affiliation and the new building are the foundation of a new future for Enrichment, said Mike Scott, CEO of Bluecoats. Our goal from the outset has been to ensure that the amazing life-changing programming that Betty and her team have built will last for generations. Enrichment is a gem in the Canton community, and this project ensures that this programming continues for many years to come. Fundraising for the project is underway, with several key foundations and companies making wonderfully generous commitments to the project. The goal of the campaign is to raise the $1.75 million necessary to pay for the building's renovation, as well as outfit the building with the furniture and supplies necessary to operate wonderful programming for these students. Campaign Chair Ted Swaldo said, I know firsthand of the value of music and arts education can have on these kids. I learned that from my time as the Executive Director of the Bluecoats, and I see that here with what Betty is doing at Enrichment. This building is going to change more lives than ever, and I'm confident that Enrichment and Bluecoats will be able to use this new building to double the number of kids that come through the door. Once again, thank you to Mike Scott and the Bluecoats for submitting this no news item to Jumpcore Planet. We move into DCI World Class News, and we start with the news that I mentioned in the title of the show. The 2024 DCI schedule is here. I am looking at that schedule now, and it is pretty similar to last year's schedule. The season starts midweek of the last week of June on the 26th in Rockford, Michigan with the tour premiere, and we see a lot of the usual suspects throughout the season, including DCI West in Stanford, DCI Southwestern in San Antonio, DCI Southeastern in Atlanta, and of course, the DCI Eastern Classic in Allentown, and that then we culminate in Marion, Indiana for the Open Class Championships, and Indianapolis, Indiana for the World Sound Sport and All Age Championships. That is a new twist this year. DCI has taken over the all-age segment of the activity, at least for the next two years, and you will find a lot of shows which are either partially filled by all-age core or purely feature all-age core. One such example is the um, show in Rochester, New York on August 3rd. This show essentially is taking the place of DCA World Championships in Rochester and will feature a mix of world-class 
such as the Academy, Blue Knights, Colts, Cavaliers, all age, Connecticut Hurricanes, Rogues, Howler Regiment, Skyliners, and the hometown White Sabres. And uh, it's going to be a full show. I count 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 groups participating. We even have an alumni group with Sky Alumni coming out all the way to Rochester for this one. This is the week before championships, so it's a great chance to see some of these core at their top level before they go to Indianapolis. And it's actually going to be in Brockport to the west of Rochester. Um, Brockport is uh, an, one of the many area schools that feed into Rochester and has helped with many core such as the Empire Statesmen, the Rochester Crusaders, White Sabres now, and of course the Rochester Patriots back in the day. So definitely there's going to be a lot of opportunity to see Drum Corps this year. Some of the shows that I will be at will include the uh, Avon Lake Shorman Brass Classic, which takes place every year, but has moved into late July. It is actually on July 20th, the same Saturday as DCI Southwestern. I also plan on being at the Orville, Ohio show. Drums in the Midwest, I believe it's called. Let me double check that before I stick my foot in my mouth. Drums in the Heartland, that's what I meant to say. And, of course, the August 5th show, which is the Innovations in Brass show at the Hall of Fame Stadium in Canton, Ohio. I hope to make it to the Rochester show as well. That is my birthday weekend. Plus, I have friends and family in Rochester that I would like to see. And, of course, I will be in Indianapolis for Championships Day on Saturday, August 10th. I may be there for Thursday and or Friday as well. It will depend on my work status and my PTO status among other things. Those appear to be the shows I'm going to be able to go to for sure. If there are other shows I can make, you'll be finding out as the season gets closer. But uh, we now have a schedule for the 2024 season in the United States. Speaking of that schedule, one of the great things about the 2024 season is that the DCI Tour returns to the Pacific Northwest. This is from the Seattle Cascades. The 2024 DCI Tour, which will feature more than 80 events over the course of the summer, will make stops in Portland, Seattle, Tri-Cities, and Boise July 5th through 9th. This will mark the first competitive DCI events in the region since the summer of 2022. The Drum Corps fans of the Pacific Northwest are a wonderful group of people who are very passionate about the Drum Corps activity, said Brian Fisher, board chair of the Northwest Youth Music Association, NYMA, which serves as the parent organization of the Seattle Cascades. By hosting a portion of the 2024 DCI Tour, the NYMA can continue to build a strong infrastructure that will sustain the Seattle Cascades and the Pacific Northwest for many years to come. From the Phantom Regiment, our holiday 2023 auction is now open for bidding. All the items in this auction have been donated and the proceeds will help ensure we continue with our mission of building a world full of empowered and passionate leaders in 2024 and beyond. It's a perfect opportunity for you to score incredible Phantom Regiment memorabilia, experiences, and cherished keepsakes just in time for the holidays, all while supporting the core we love. Bidding ends at 11.59pm Central on Monday, November 20th. Go to the Phantom Regiment website to see all the items that are up for bid. We go back to the Seattle Cascades as they have, have announced their design coordinator for 2024. As we continue to strive for excellence in the world of marching arts, 
Kurt Jewell brings a wealth of experience, innovation, and a deep passion for the transformative power of music and movement. With a distinguished career marked by his commitment to pushing the boundaries of artistic expression, Kurt joins us as a visionary designer who has consistently demonstrated a keen understanding of the intricate balance between tradition and innovation. His artistic contributions have left an indelible mark on the competitive marching arts worldwide, and we are thrilled to have him lend his creative energy to the Seattle Cascades with his iconic programming. From the Mandarins, it is time to meet our visual staff for the Year of the Dragon. Check out the full team at mandarins.org. So once again, the visual staff for the Mandarins are announced for the 2024 season. From the Boston Crusaders, it's the jolliest time of the year. Jingle Jam is here. Mark your calendars for our fourth annual holiday concert on Sunday, December 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern. The entire show will be streamed live on Facebook and YouTube featuring BAC members, alumni, and special guests. This year's program features brand new holiday performances featuring familiar faces with all new music, new choreography, and new talents with the holiday twist. Throughout the show, we'll be showcasing some of our community's best hidden talents with jazz quartets, original raps, and dance ensembles, all in support of our holiday campaign. And once more to the Seattle Cascades, as they have another staff announcement to make. We are thrilled to extend a warm welcome to Mr. Brian Ward, our new program coordinator. With an impressive background in design management and a passion for innovation, Brian brings a wealth of experience to our dynamic team. Brian's journey in the world of marching arts design has been marked by a commitment to excellence and a keen eye for detail. His previous roles have seen him successfully lead and coordinate design, fostering creativity and collaboration among team members. Brian's ability to navigate the intersection of creativity and strategic planning makes him an invaluable addition to our design team. We move next to the Academy. The Academy Drum and Bugle Corps welcomes the leaders of the 2024 design team. New to the team this year include program coordinator John Max McFarland, artistic designer Tony Nunez, consultant Brian Murphy, drill designer Justin Kuna, and color guard caption head Ricardo Robinson Chenal. Returning to the team are music designer Fred Smith and brass consultant Ryan Adamsons. Read all about these individuals at the link below. That is at the Academy website. And finally, as I mentioned earlier, the 2024 DCI schedule is announced, and the Boston Crusaders are celebrating this fact. It's the moment we've all been waiting for. Our 2024 DCI summer tour schedule is here. After wrapping up rehearsal camps in April, the summer officially begins at the beautiful Vermont State University Castleton, formerly known as Castleton University, for spring training in mid-May. The Corps will return home to Boston, and home is in quotes, in mid-June for a swing of hometown events, including our 11th annual concert in the park in downtown Boston, as well as a variety of other local events to be announced for our alumni and friends to see and celebrate with the Corps. The DCI Summer Tour officially kicks off for the Boston Crusaders on June 26th in Rockford, Michigan. The Corps will travel across the Midwest then into the Southeast through early July. We'll complete a brief Texas tour in Denton and San Antonio before making our way back east to Atlanta. The summer will wrap up with our home show, the East Coast Showcase, on August 1st in Lawrence, Massachusetts, ahead of another Saturday night performance in Allentown. We'll make stops in Reading, Pennsylvania and Canton, Ohio on our way out to Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis for the DCI World Championships August 8th through the 10th. 
And that is our world-class news. This brings us into our DCI Open Class News segment of the program. We only have one article this week. This comes from the Battalion. The Battalion Drum and Bugle Corps is committed to celebrating the accomplishments of our students, staff, and volunteers as they demand excellence of themselves in the Drum Corps activity and in all other aspects of their lives. True to our stated values, we are proud to announce that Katherine Steinecker, beloved Corps Director since 2018, has made the decision to step down in order to pursue her graduate degree full-time. The two-time recipient of DCI's Open Class Director of the Year in 2019 and 2022 led the battalion to its inaugural DCI Open Class World Championship appearance in 2022 and again in 2023. Catherine's continued dedication to the member experience has played a pivotal role in the success of our organization and has built a strong foundation for the future growth of the battalion. We are so grateful for her leadership and look forward to celebrating her future successes with her. Catherine will continue in her role of Corps Director throughout the hiring process, after which she will transition to an advisory role and remain an active board member. We now move into the all-age portion of our program, and we open with a thank you to veterans from Rogues Hollow Regiment. Today, Rogues Hollow Regiment, this was on the 11th, of course, honors and thanks all who have served, sacrificing and dedicating themselves to protecting our freedoms. Your bravery and commitment have shaped our nation, and we are forever grateful for your service. From Minnesota Brass, similar to our call for volunteers to make the 2024 season and beyond a success, Minnesota Brass is seeking extra help for the duties of Drum and Bugle Corps Director. The current Executive and Ensemble Directors Chris Judd and Justin Fole will be involved in 2024, but we want to add depth to our roster and start thinking about a succession plan for future seasons. Both will be involved in supporting the expansion of responsibilities to the next generation of Minnesota Brass leadership. Below is a list of responsibilities that we've compiled from the last few seasons, both from the official director contract and from working knowledge. They include duties that are knowingly shared with the executive director, but can also be shared or delegated with an assistant director. Take a look at the list. If they seem doable and you have a passion for this core and activity, apply below. From the New York Skylanders, thanks to our friends at WEBO for featuring Corps Director Josh Delanuez on their morning show. Check out the full interview, and thanks for helping us promote our upcoming open house, which will take place on Saturday, November 18th, 2023, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Back to the Rogues Hollow Regiment as they posted uh, a prayer to Tusky Valley. For those of you who did not hear yesterday, that is the 14th, uh, there was a significant major accident on I-70 east of Columbus as the, a bus load of students in the Tusky Valley band were heading to uh, Columbus for a convention performance and the bus was rear-ended by a semi-trailer, a semi-truck and uh, caught fire. There were fatalities unfortunately as well as injuries and we're still learning more about what happened but um, as, the, as the Rogues Hollow Regiment said, prayers to Tusky Valley and our thoughts are with you. And finally again from Rogues Hollow and again about the DCI tour schedule the Drum Corps International 2024 tour schedule is now available. Use the button below to find this summer's event specific to Rogue's Hollow Regiment. So yes, you can find out where they're going to be throughout the season as they are part of that schedule. 
Our final news article is in the international class and comes from BYBA. The 2023 Individuals and Ensemble Competition, scheduled for Sunday, the 19th of November, is unfortunately being postponed until the new year. We are currently exploring dates around the end of January and will confirm a new date in due course. I did not see any information as to why it was postponed, but you can read more about it on the BYBA website. And all of the articles that I've read from today, you can find via drumcorpplanet.com. We now look at our top discussions on the Drum Corps Planet discussion forums. The first one was actually posted a week ago, but is relevant because it was about what happened today, the release of the 2024 DCI schedule. From Phantom 56, what will the 2024 tour look like? Similar to 2023, with Core mostly staying in their respective areas for the first couple of weeks? Will the Boston 4th of July shows get a better lineup? Will the, with the cadets gone, will the Blue Coats or Crown head up to Boston? Well, we now know, or at least we can have an idea. I, I should mention that um, the Bluecoats were not listed in any of the shows yet, so it, it looks like they're still hammering out their schedule. But um, so, so there's still some question as to what what, uh, what the schedule is really going to be like. We just we do know the shows, but the lineups are still a little bit in flux. As um, outgoing court, uh, DCI director Dan Atchison and former core director where I'm Arch Glassman used to say, this schedule is 90% accurate and 100% subject to change. Our second discussion is actually one I've taken part of because I watched this uh, the last Saturday. Vintage DCI at 2023 BOA Grand Nationals. This is from Quad Aces and was posted on Sunday. And the post reads, As heard, seen over the weekend in Indy at BOA Grand Nationals. Carmel High School, Indiana, second place, show title Prophecy. They did Bernstein's Jeremiah Symphony, as well as was used in Cadets 1985. Carmel's entire show came from the symphony. As an interesting side note, Carmel had no props in their show. The Woodlands High School, Texas, fifth place, show title Day Dance. They had Chicoria's Spanish Fantasy, Day Dance, and My Spanish Heart as their rep, as was used in Blue Devils 1994. They are easily one of the crowd favorites who and brought the house down every time with each of their three performances over the weekend. Both of these bands were truly amazing and were very faithful to the source material. As soon as I saw that Carmel was doing the Jeremiah Symphony, I knew it was going to be incredible, and once I saw that Day Dance was the Woodland show title, it immediately became the show that I was most looking forward to seeing. It was great reminiscing about these old DCI shows while watching two of the best bands in the country this weekend. Uh, one of the things I pointed out in the thread was that Day Dance, the Woodland show, was arranged by Wayne Downey, who also arranged the 94 Blue Devil show, and he also had a little fun by throwing in his signature trademark closing uh, lick, uh, which the Renegades affectionately refer to as Wayne Downey's tag ending number seven, and the end of the Woodland show. So this was about as Blue Devils as you can get without actually being Blue Devils. A lot of fun shows this year at BOA Grand Nationals. Uh, I also watched the Fishers High School with their Christmas show. It was like watching Bing Crosby and, uh, and, a, and a TV special all in one. And that was just another show that was fun to watch. Hebron, their musicality is nut is just crazy. Uh, uh, and I can go on and on. But we're going to keep on going with our top discussions here for now. Speaking of which, after a problem was reported... What? This is by Jim F. Lowberry. 
A lot of information on the threads about abuse and reporting, but what I haven't seen is a definitive answer to, after an issue is reported to a core or DCI, then what should happen according to policy? I've seen that DCI is connected to a group, Mason, that handles reports, but nothing on what is done with these reports by anyone. Does DCI really have such a huge role in protection, or am I just missing info? Just looks like, okay, problems reporter, so that's all we need to do. Discussion item number four, Flow settles lawsuit. This is again by Phantom56. Did anyone get an email about from Flow about a class action lawsuit? According to Reddit, they settled a class action lawsuit for sharing subscribers info with Facebook and automatic, automatically renewing subscriptions without consent. 2.6 million. Anybody know more about this? I feel like I knew about it, but I don't know if I was in that or not. I'll have to check. Maybe I'll get a 15 cent check. And finally, from Old Snare Drummer, Veterans Day Weekend and Drum Corps. Technically tomorrow, but all the best to all of our country's veterans and for our purposes in particular, those inside our beloved Drum Corps universe, including the many right here on DCP, who served honorably and with the utmost courage and sacrifice to ensure us all the freedoms that we hold so dear in our nation. We honor you on this and every day we live. Thank you and God bless you. Please do something nice for a veteran this weekend, be it family, friend, or a complete stranger. Our first podcast this week is the Drum Corps Coffee Shop, and they are featuring Pulse, Chino Hills High School, and Blue Devils instructor Elijah Jones to talk about his journey in the marching arts. The clip I selected, and let me tell you, trying to find a, the best clip in a over two-hour episode is, it's worth it, but it does, obviously it does take its time, but this is a discussion uh, a clip of Elijah discussing with uh, the, with the hosts the um, way that the Blue Devils put together their show. Think of it as more of a, a tasting where all the flavors come together. And, well, we'll let Elijah explain it because he can do it a lot better than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like kind of like, and we we've been seeing that too, like, just like even in the recent years too, like I feel like, of course, you do have to be smart about your design in terms of like finding the right moments, trying to make sure the drums are accessible to the judges and things like that in terms of design. Um, but then also just like really making sure that like one of the things that I've talked about, I think with like most of the staffs I've been with too, is like a really great like first impression, leaving a great taste in the mouth, you know, like before like you kind of go on for the rest of the course, right? And like trying to like get them on like a wild ride. And so as you keep executing, finding the right moments, the right times, um, and trying to do those things, and especially in a collaborative effort, like it's not, it's way like easier said than done, you know? And especially like when you're working with so many people in a drum course show, I think like year to year, each organization is still trying to figure those things out. Our second podcast this week is the On a Water Break podcast. You may recall they recently celebrated their 50th episode, and this week they are celebrating the end of their first season of shows with a look back at some of the highlights from that first season. In this clip, they highlight an interview with Lindsay Schuler, the drill designer slash visual designer for The Troopers, and her experiences when she marched drum corps. Take a listen. 
Okay, put those Santa hats away. Get rid of those jingle bells. Put them in the box for the holiday parade. We'll get back to those in a couple of weeks. Um, we are back with the top moments from On a Water Break Season 1. Our next moment is from an amazing person um, who is now an award-winning drill designer, visual coordinator, uh, Miss Lindsay Schuler from The Troopers. So let's take a little bit listen to that clip of that interview. It, it was kind of interesting for me to see, and, and I don't know if it's correct or just correlation, causation, any of these things, but it was kind of interesting that like the higher in placement we were, the fewer girls there were. Um, That's really interesting. And yeah, that is an it, interesting observation. And and it, was it was it something you were cognizant of at the time? Like, did you, or were you like, yeah, whatever, I'm just here to play? Yeah, it, I mean, in a little bit of a way, mostly because like my uh, my age out summer with Crown, there were eight girls total in the horn line of 80. So like we're 10 percent. Yeah. Um, and, and so cute. we all knew each other. We all knew. I would imagine. Yeah. You, you know, it's uh, that's just kind of a thing. You You know each other. You have that one little thing in common that most very, very much most of the horn line does not um true yeah so it did never you, was did, did you never feel like an you were, issue or anything you know it was just something that was like oh huh interesting right, a little bit of a head scratch a little bit like hmm this is interesting i wonder mm-hmm. why and, uh, i'm gonna keep playing my part i'm gonna do my thing and yeah. you know knock it out every time and there could be a whole bunch of variety of reasons that could be a totally different percentage at a similarly placing drum corps like sure. Blue Devils was very back and forth with us around that time. I don't know what their percentage was. But. We have three videos this week, and the first comes from Drum Corps International. In fact, all three do. In this video, with the recent passing of Bobby Knight, Steve Rondonero talks to 1986 Star of Indiana Snare Line member David Starnes about the experience that Star had when a certain famous basketball coach came to talk to the core. Okay, so tell me, uh, when did you learn Bobby Knight would be coming to practice, or did he just show up? Yeah, we didn't really know, uh, and that year was so crazy. That was the second year of Star of Indiana. It was 1986, and everything was still brand new, um, a brand new design staff, and you know, George Ngali, Dennis DeLucia, when Bill Cook would show up, it was a celebrity walking into the rehearsal. So then one afternoon, Jim Mason uh, walks up and we were we had practiced at Thomas Brown Elementary School on a regular basis. But for whatever reason, we were at IU. Uh, we were using the soccer field. And I think it was because it was a better field than where we were. And we had lights there. And so uh, we were taking a break. And I just remember Jim calling everybody together on the front sideline. Indiana basketball was king. Um, and so here comes this guy walking up. And I just remember going, that's Bobby Knight. And he said, um, there's so many moving parts to what you do. And it takes every single person on the team, just like it does a basketball team, to make this thing as perfect as it's got to be. And everybody's got to do their job and everybody's got to work at the same level. And he just acknowledged how hard uh, that activity is. It was just a really a special thing. And I remember calling back home that night saying, Bobby Knight talked to us today. The second video this week actually is not an interview of any type, but 
I really enjoyed this street beat when I was marching drum corps back in the 90s, and it was nice to hear it again, although in a different setting. The Cavaliers drumline recently performed at the Percussive Art Society uh, convention in Indianapolis, which takes place concurrently with the Bands of America Grand National Championships. And after the semifinals performances on Friday night, or excuse me, the semifinals performances on Saturday, the Cavaliers drumline played the drum majors of the semifinalist bands onto the field. And they used that same street beat, Bunko Rules, that I remember so clearly from 95. So I just thought I'd throw it in here because I like it so much. Our final video this week comes from DCI Prelims, specifically the Big Loud and Live Cinecast. Drum Corps International has been dropping interviews with members of the performing chorus from that night on their YouTube channel. And this particular installment is of the Colts, one of the Colts trombone soloists, uh, talking to Trisha Shepard about his experience both in the show and as an age out. Yeah, I'm here with Scott McLean, euphonium trombone soloist, and wow, what a show. I mean, home is where the heart is, right? But your heart is clearly in this activity. Oh yeah, I, oh my gosh, this has been so much fun. Um, I didn't really, uh, I don't know, just getting, getting into this, it was nothing from what I expected. Uh, this has just been crazy. Um, I love this stuff. It's great. <laughs> kind of an emotional night, right? Is this your age out year? Is that what I... Uh, this is my age out, yeah, year three. So what do you think you're going to take away in the long term from this experience? Um, I think just the meaning of like, how you can put yourself really into something and what that gives you back. Um, it's really, if you, when, you, when you go full throttle on things and you really mean it, um, it, it means a lot for, the, for yourself and the people around you, and it's how you make a difference. Yeah, there's no doing this halfway, right? Like, it was all out there. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all in. Congratulations, it was a very emotional show and really well executed, so well done. Thank you. Scott McLean, and uh, back to you guys. And that is all we have for this week's episode of the Drum Corps Planet Podcast. Thank you once again for listening. A reminder, 
If you have any news that you would like to have read on the show and posted on the Jump Corps Planet website, please submit those to press at dcpnews.com. If you have any comments about the show or about the news that you hear or read, please submit those to editor at dcpnews.com. And if you would like to leave a voicemail and have it played on the show, please leave it at 330-249-1956. The Drum Corps Planet Podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by me, Kevin Gammon, Managing News Editor of DrumCorpsPlanet.com. Thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.